The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Summer Helene here on my favorite place in the entire world, Voice America. Um, I do want to say, I know we have our, we're not going to talk about Trump rule, but a lot of what's come up, we are going to talk about Trump. So I'd like to welcome my co-host. G'day, Paul. Hello. I I don't even know how to approach this. We've kind of had a ban on talking about Trump completely. But I think it is incredibly important um, to not necessarily address Trump or politics, but address the fracture in the media and the lack of transparency and how dangerous that is for a nation. That I do want to address. No problem. Like, so, well, big, big problems, but no, I'm, uh, that's, uh, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to preface at this by saying I do not care if you are a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, or a Vegetarian. I don't want to hear about politics. If you want to write in on Twitter, if you want to write in on Facebook, we are here. And for the first quarter, we're happy to talk about this. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to be talking about is how free news is killing real journalism and how third-party sites are now influencing mainstream media and how the press corps has been shut down in a lot of ways. That is what we're going to be talking about, not politics. There is a difference, guys. Your thoughts, Paul? Uh, no. Sadly, I agree with a lot of that. We may disagree on what's causing a lot of it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Now, there, there has been what's called circular news. And I can tell you this, this is coming um, out of Paramount and a lot of different places. Is that like journalism? It's, it's exactly what it is. It's where somebody okay. hears a rumor. For example, the president hears something on that ridiculous website he goes to that starts uh, with a B. Breitbart, Fox News. Bright, yeah, I don't know. Bright, he goes to Breitbart. Then he reports on it. Then it gets reported on Fox News, validating the nonsense that was originally made up by Breitbart. So um, this this news cycle that's happening is has more to do with entertainment than news. Now, when people don't want to pay for newspapers or Time Magazine or any of that, that means the investigative journalists don't have the money to go do the stories. It's well, it's it- that simple. There's no money, you know. Yeah. If there, if uh, this is why I completely disagree with any attacks on PBS that Trump's going to do. Uh, when uh, when you take uh, 
when entertainment become when news becomes uh, uh, shall I say profit driven, then they're going to drive towards the stories that make them the most money. And and that's what's happened. And Trump's decision to fry PBS. I think is fucking disastrous. And when you have issues like Trump just doubled down on his claim about wiretapping, um, Uh the government agencies that have stepped in and said, this didn't happen. We investigated it under the president's orders. This didn't happen. He's now doubled down on that because he heard it on Breitbart news. Um, So you can check that story out in the LA times. Yeah. I think we're going to constantly run into the, uh, what I refer to the K factor with uh, Donald Trump. And he says something, and our response at this point needs to be, "Eh?" i.e., please explain. I mean, granted, we learned a lot about the CIA's capabilities through the Snowden leaks and the various, the the Vault 7 that just got dumped, too. I uh, I agree, but unfortunately... We have a little clarification. Unfortunately, well, he did clarify when he doubled down. And it's it's already been disproven, and now he's attacking his own agencies, mm-hmm. um, which I, I I think the mess. the president needs to treat his agencies with respect because that is so important for the country, that kind of trust, and I think that is part of what's affecting our news cycle. Is I don't I don't care who you voted for. I am now at the point I don't care which team you're on. We are where we are. We're all on the same ship. So let's not let it sink. Yeah, let's not root for um, the pilot of the plane we're all on. Root basically. against the pilot. Yeah. I, basically, yeah. We, we'll, we're not going to say root because in my country that means something wholly different, which is coming in the second half of the show when we get into S&M and everything sexy. But um, we're, we are. We're, we're all so in the, the same boat now. So the conversation is going to get classier. It is. It's going to get classier. Um, but my concern right now, and this is something I'm addressing because it's something we've had a lot of people write in about, um, what we have is what's called circular news, and that's entertainment creating the news. Mm-hmm. I've seen stories in the past where you know uh, reporters refused to talk about Paris Hilton because it wasn't news. I don't fucking care about that. I think that's stupid and it should have been included in the news, and that was kind of the beginning of the decline. But where we are now, we have like Breitbart bright, uh, News Outlet that is bullshit. Like I, I may not agree with everything I hear on Fox News. I listen to CNN. Everything is everything it goes to the party that you you align yourself with. So if you're going to get news, one of the things I do is I go outside of the country and get American news. Um, but yeah, when you I, get I, on, I get most uh, the most unbiased news I tend to find is on RT America. Yeah. Which is probably going to put me into the classification of, oh, I'm obviously a Russian sympathizer. Uh, but it's it's not got anything to do with that. It's if you want unbiased news, you have to stay away from the primary news sources. <laughs> and unfortunately, when you have Breitbart feeding Fox, which is what's happening now, is Breitbart says it, so the president says it, so Fox reports on it, and then you don't have the, the counter group. What keeps America and what made America great was the involvement in in news media. And when you have George Bush going on television complaining, which he just did, he said he was incredibly unpopular. He said, I I was incredibly unpopular. But having the press there really does push you to try harder in what you say and do. And he made a joke about not being able to get a straight sentence out, but he tried. 
and he's he's actually one of the uh, the people speaking out most against this this block of the media by the White House. And to me, it's terrifying because we're now relying on statements put out by the White House, which which we've proven from the beginning. Sorry. Not factual. It's fine. Are not factual. I'm getting buzzed by a plane. <laughs> um, well, see, we pissed off Trump already. Um, so these statements are proving not factual. And what we have is a circular system where entertainment is feeding news. That concerns. Yeah, I just tell people, you know, if you find if you if you find something that fits your narrative, you better check it at least two other places before you say anything about it. Yep. News isn't supposed to confirm what you believe. It's supposed to tell you what is. And mm-hmm. we are doing the social equivalent of surrounding ourselves with yes-men. If you watch Fox, switch to CNN. If you watch CNN, switch to Fox. You'll get a different perspective. The exact opposite perspective, but a different perspective. Um, yeah. The, the reality, uh, though, that we're living in... I know. I don't like either one of those networks. I know. <laughs> But at least if everyone switches, they'll get a little bit of a different perspective. That's um, true. I've, you got to listen to people from different sides of the, of the spectrum constantly. Because uh, so in the middle is where the truth lies. And, and that's it. And I think where we are, uh, for those that have written in, and I'm just responding to a lot of things on Facebook and Twitter for those that have written in, yes, we've said we won't talk about politics, and I really don't want to, but... News but has become entertainment. This is where we're at. This is where you know, where you know, and things like this is uh, where we're not getting. You know, it isn't a twenty-four hour news cycle. It's twenty-four hour entertainment cycle. That's what's terrifying. Is when you have people lying about being under siege in Iraq and making things sound worse than they are. When you have people reporting from an entirely biased perspective. Once upon a time, we had news that, like it or lump it, this is what is. Mm-hmm. Well, before, you know, TV stations would put out the news as they basically, they, were, they just knew they were going to take a loss on it. Didn't matter. It was for the more for the greater good. But now since everything has to be profit-driven, driven, unless you go to a news source that's outside, or uh, this is why uh, cutting funding to PBS is absolutely wrong, wrong, this is all you're going to get. Well, unfortunately, uh, the subject that we are going to be talking about, S&M and the Fifty Shades Darker movie, which Paul has very kindly seen for all of you You listeners there. Um, we're going to be talking about that after we see Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ will be coming on next and we'll be talking about all things health related. Um, but I hope that answers, I hope that answers the questions when people ask about, you know, news and entertainment news is now entertainment. It's not news anymore. Long gone are the days where you can trust your news source and what you've watched on television. So yes, to answer many of the questions we've gotten, um, news is entirely entertainment. If they're bringing up Paris Hilton and it's not because she died in a flaming, you know, plane crash, but they're talking about her new clothing line or her runway show, these are people competing for ratings. And if you get rid of PBS, and I'm really against that, and that's really what this comes down to, and I'm sure, Paul, you're on board with me here. Oh, yeah. 
if you get rid of PBS, we are fucked. There is nothing left. There's nothing left. PBS does children's broadcasting. It does news broadcasting. It is non-biased. It is non-partisan. And it is all we have left. And I do believe in a free market and I'm all for, you know, a free market in the entertainment industry. In fact, I thrive off of that because I'm a fucking barracuda. But PBS matters and it needs to stay. We shouldn't be killing Sesame Street. No. Not, Not even a little bit. And it really, really breaks my heart that this is what's happening and a lot of studios are starting to speak out. Unfortunately, you know, studios offering their involvement, it means it's going to become more profit-driven. PBS is not profit-driven and it is not partisan. And it's the only honest media we have left. Yeah, 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 sadly. Mm. So Uh, I'm, I'm genuinely horrified that anyone is suggesting pulling funding from PBS. I know. It's one of their conservative talking points. They, they, government shouldn't pay for anything. But, you know, not everything needs to be profit-driven. Okay. Ronald fucking Reagan, who I love, by the way, um, was a huge supporter of PBS. Just saying. So this has been a bipartisan issue. You've had people like John McCain say that we need to keep funding there. You have had Mitt Romney say that we need to keep funding there. We've had Sarah Palin, I mean, it's gibberish, but I'm pretty sure she said we need to keep funding there. We've had Reagan put more funding towards it. I don't understand when this became a Republican talking point. Well, one of, one of uh, Mitt Romney's points was that he was going to remove uh, funding for PBS. Yes, but when he was uh, in his home state, he put more money towards public broadcasting. Mm, good for him. Yeah, that didn't carry again, over to the presidential plan. Well, he also had he also had statewide medical for everyone in his state. Let me point that out. That also didn't translate. Just saying. Um, well, it translated into Obamacare. That's what they based it off of. It, exactly, but you think Romney would be like, no, 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 I made this, I insist you name it after me. Um, but he didn't even want to claim that when he was running. So I get that there is an issue and there are these talking points, but Romney has been very good to PBS, even if he did a double talk on it. Um, McCain has been great about it, and uh, Ronald Reagan, maybe because he was an actor, believed in it. But I think it just astounds me that he wants to take away the last of the truly free press that we have and the last of it. Shouldn't, shouldn't astound me, but it does. Um, that I mean, seriously, guys, this is an assault on Sesame Street. We need to do something about this. When we come back, we are going to be on with Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
you count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Jean Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking today. Uh, we just got done talking about PBS because we had to have a serious moment. Right now, we are going to get into weight loss and being sexy, and then we're going to be talking a little bit about BDSM. I would like to welcome to the show Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, how are you doing? I'm well. Thank you, Summer. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just uh, debating the the funding removal from PBS because that's kind of a big deal for the entertainment industry. We really uh, weren't debating. We were on. We're completely on the same page. Okay, that's fair. We were we were bitching about it. Uh, but to I move do. on to a more productive. I don't know a thing about it. <laughs> a more productive note. Um, we are going to get into. Health, which is something I think everyone can agree on, being healthier and better looking and feeling better, is something I think can make everyone happy. So we have yes, a few I can questions. Speak to that. You can, but you're can a fit fellow yourself. Yes. <laughs> um, we have a question from Jeremy in Texas. I'm constantly eating to keep my metabolism moving and bulk and bulk muscle, but I'm not bulking muscle or losing weight. What am I doing wrong? Jeremy in Texas. I, I think your listener uh, has it exactly wrong. Uh, if you're if you're uh, over consuming food, uh, you can expect your metabolism to slow down rather than speed up, and of course your body's going to gain weight. It calls to mind the question of um, 
this ass of why the sea cow or manatee is on the verge of extinction, uh, the answer is because it's in such bad shape. Um, a, a good exercise. <laughs> I like that. Sorry. <laughs> that gave, a, a that good, gave me a giggle. So, uh, I mean, it's a good visual because, uh, uh, and, and keeping in mind, a good exercise program can help re-sculpt the body, turn fat into muscle, uh, but that's very difficult to do in the face of overeating. Um, there, there's some good, simple paleo exercises described in my book, incidentally, that uh, don't require a lot of uh, equipment or trainer to carry out. Now, what would be a paleo exercise? Is it walking, running? Paleo exercise would be... Uh, Equivalent to anaerobic exercise, strenuous effort uh, over a short period of time rather than, you know, walking leisurely on a treadmill, reading a book. And uh, so uh, uh, that, that's the definition. If you can imagine uh, our ancestors, uh, they did a lot of uh, sitting around, but when they were out hunting or or uh, gathering, that that was strenuous exercise. So uh, th- that's gener- generally what's referred to as paleo exercise. It's a much more efficient way to exercise, uh, build muscle, which is what uh, this, this fellow wants to do. Uh, if you uh, look at uh, sprinters in the Olympics compared to long-distance runners, you see the sprinters are pretty bulky and... Uh, that sort of exercise, the sprint, is uh, an anaerobic or paleo sort of an exercise. Okay, it's that actually quite, makes a lot of sense. It really does illustrate the the difference, and uh, so uh, I, I think they're uh, the the listener is uh, as I say they're going about it all wrong. They're overeating and uh, is having. Uh, uh, it's kind of uh, undermining their efforts. So um, I think they've got to cut cut out the overconsumption of food. Okay. The next question we have is, I cannot lose weight or tighten my stomach after having a baby. What do I do? From Abby in California. Well, Abby, I would say first and foremost, relax and, and enjoy the new baby. Uh, that's, that's so important. Uh, rather than worrying about the weight or the, or the stretch marks, uh, uh, you need, of course, to stay healthy, exercising, eating properly, getting enough rest, uh, these are natural solutions to uh, a normal condition, and uh, we survive the ages without abdominal crunches and expensive uh, exercise equipment. So uh, uh, enjoy your baby and, and stay healthy. That, that's that's the answer. I like. I think that's a really cool answer. I do have to say to Abby. I, I don't have children, but I'm sure that does interrupt your sleep pattern. Sneak naps when the baby's not looking. I, I, I don't know how to help there. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's all I can think of. I'm like, just sneak naps. I, I don't, I've never had a baby, but from what I hear, they're very loud. They're very loud creatures. Um, and the next one I had written in 
is actually, uh, ironically, it goes with our topic for the uh, end of day, which is Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a breakout success. But what the question is, can a BDSM relationship be a healthy relationship from Jesse in Arkansas? I just thought people in Arkansas dated their cousins. I didn't know they did anything else. I'm I'm Whoa, kidding. Jesse. You're gonna get letters. I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. I know this is gonna get abusive on on Twitter. I know where this is going. I'm kidding. I'm from Tasmania. Trust me. We're from like the way way deep south. Um, can a BDSM relationship be a healthy relationship? Well, I, I'm not a relationship psychologist. I haven't analyzed these things, so uh, I'm, I'm not the best person to answer, but um, I noticed they use the word healthy, and uh, I feel that in, in some instances bondage and certainly sadomasochism are considered destructive of an individual's identity or ego, uh, so those are certainly not healthy. Um, I, I think playing and, you know, playing games and versus uh, the Marquis de Sade sort of sadomasochism that uh, shows that in its worst light are, are different. Uh, but uh, I, I did notice the use of the word healthy, and uh, I am not so certain it is healthy for a relationship. I, I don't know if it could be. I mean, that's going to be something we explore later on in the uh in the episode, but I, I I don't know. I just, I got to say, I watch, you know, Alexis, and she's always in those kind of relationships. For those that don't know, Alexis is my assistant, and she is the dominant partner in those kind of S&M relationships, and I see a lot of guys run away, so I'm not quite sure how healthy that is or if she's choosing the wrong man. Um, but thank you to Jesse in Arkansas. Can't Dr. You, Russell... Can you be tied up in such a way that you can't put unhealthy food in your mouth? There you go. We found a healthy way to do it. It's a diet aid. Did, does that well, help, I Dr. Know, Ross? Or? <laughs> I know that uh, they say the toothbrush was invented in Arkansas. We know that because if it was invented anywhere else, it would be called the teeth brush. Oh, I like that. Now we're going to get the abusive letters. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas, where they were remarkably That's proud of the joke. Uh. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get the abusive letters. Um, Dr. Russ, you gave us some more books to send off to the listeners. I want to say thank you very, very much. And I actually You're know welcome. the uh, president of Voice America, who is the origin of this show. This plays on different networks as well, but it originates with Voice America, is actually going to be trying your diet. Um, which of these were your favorite questions? I, I think that um, the, uh, the first question about uh, the gentleman had it so wrong uh, in his approach, and I, I hopefully uh, shed some light on um, on what he should be doing rather than what he's doing. So I would say the first question. I appreciate the question and have the opportunity to answer it. So best of luck okay. to him. So Jeremy in Texas, we are going to be sending you a copy of Dr. Russ's book, The Palm Springs Diet. If you guys want your own copy, 
check it out. You can find it on Amazon.com. You can find it on AuthorHouse.com. You can go to Kenneth Russ MD. Do I have dot com? Yep, dot com. That's it. And get your copy. So, guys, check it out. It's a fantastic diet. Um, a great way to lose weight, feel better, get more energy. And if you are into the 50 Shades of Grey thing that we're going to be talking about next, and to you, Jesse in Arkansas, about your BDSM relationship, it will give you more energy to explore your BDSM relationships. And for you, Abby, it will give you more energy to uh, deal with a newborn baby. I, I can't imagine the screaming that goes on there. I, I Congratulations on the baby, but God bless you, I couldn't do it. Dr. And uh, I might add that those exercises, the paleo exercises, are uh, uh, described in the book as well. And uh, I, I definitely recommend that that program. It was uh, devised by a trainer here in Palm Springs, uh, Nick Jamers Jimerson, at uh, Something Personal. And uh, it doesn't require, you know, expensive equipment or anything, just these exercise bands and uh, a straight-back chair to to do those exercises. And they're described in the book, as I had mentioned. So, guys, check it out. You can get thin, fit, healthy, have more energy. Um, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, BDSM, something that takes a whole lot of energy. And Paul is going to describe his experience being the only man in the theater watching the new Fifty Shades of Grey. So, Paul, thank you. We know you love the audience to sit through that. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. And we will talk to you next week. Uh, We are going to send that book out to Jeremy in Texas so he can try the paleo exercises, the paleo diet, and get himself on track because it sounds like he is busting button trying. This is going to make it a whole lot easier. I'm Summer Helene. We were, of course, on with Dr. Russ and Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of the bioeconomy, tune into TerraTech with host Jim Lane. Every day, new and substantial products are in our lives. What we wear, eat, and drink in our travels and in our health. 
TerraTech will spotlight these products and show you where and how they are being used. Listen for TerraTech live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the innovators and the innovations and move forward. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And I am not going to catch you up on all of the stuff we talk about behind the scenes uh, in in the ads. Otherwise, we would get more abusive uh, uh, Twitter uh, tweets. I do want to say we're kidding about Arkansas. Seriously, my family's from Tasmania. You guys have nothing on us. We marry our cousins. I mean, not anymore, but we did for a long time. And I'm sorry to my people back home for saying that. I'd like to welcome to the show Miss Wendy Newman. And my assistant, Alexis Romero. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good Good to be here. Well, we appreciate you coming back on. I know when you were on last time, you were on a very different subject. Um, What we are going to be talking about today is BDSM, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, why it's so popular. And like I said, I'm still a big believer that if Fifty Shades of Grey was set in a trailer park and the guy wasn't rich, it would be an episode of Criminal Minds. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul very kindly and sat... probably a lot hotter. And probably a lot hotter. <laughs> just and saying. Paul um, just, just sat saying. Right. I actually saw the freaking movie, okay? <laughs> so, Paul, how was Fifty Shades Darker? Hmm? How was the movie Fifty Shades Darker? Uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, no, it was Fifty Shades Stupider. Okay. <laughs> Just as a movie, you know. And, I mean, if it was a trailer park thing, at least you can have the argument if you can't keep it in your pants, keep it in the family. You know, I'm just saying. <clears throat> saying so that that statement has more logic than that movie. So the movie was bad. What I'm getting from this is the movie was bad. Yes. Well, I have to say, anything started as Twilight fan fiction is going to be crap, because Twilight was crap. Yeah, so that's exactly that's we have just the highest hopes going into it. Yeah. <laughs> so you you said you were the only guy in the movie theater. Yeah, the only single guy in the movie theater. There was uh, there was another guy uh, up near the thing, and we kind of looked at one another, going, "Yeah, I know," but the other guy at least had an excuse because this girl was with him. Ah, uh, so you're just the creepy guy alone in the movie theater watching an uh, S and M film. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, good. At least, at least you have an entertaining story. And if anyone stops you or you get arrested, you can explain why it's on air. There's a record of why you were there. Um, <laughs> now, I'm going to ask Wendy, Alexis. I know Alexis has read Fifty Shades of Grey and absolutely hates it because she thinks it is uh, dangerous to the BDSM community and dangerous to the youth of the world. I'm going to ask Wendy, have you read the book? I tried to read the book, but it's such bad writing, I had to put it down. I'm kind of a book snob about writing. So then I got you're the audio. You're a wonderful author. Of course you're a book snob. <laughs> you're a wonderful author. So you got the audio. How did that go? It was pretty horrible, and I almost got all the way through it anyway, because I teach classes, and I kept getting asked about this thing, right? So they wanted me to weigh in on it. They knew I was in the BDS scene, and they wanted me to say what I thought about it, so I had to get through it somehow. And then I saw the movie. Uh, My partner and I, Dave, we went to the theater and we said, we are not buying tickets to this movie and we're going to go see it, so we'll pay for whatever other movie there is, and then we'll go into that one. But we're not giving them our money. I should have done. (laughs) That's That's what I was like, that's what you do. (laughs) Um, Okay. So it was horrible and alexis is right it's damaging to the community that is already i wouldn't say disenfranchised but is looked at and othered and and i I, popped on the line right as i heard is is it is it normal is it okay is it dangerous no you i went straight to dr google and in psychology today and it's actually all over right now there's a study that shows that snm practitioners are healthier and they're less neurotic than people with tamer sex lives Okay, I need to, one, start having sex, two, figure out the ASM. Um, <laughs> no, I, now, I, I actually did date a guy that was into that. Um, and, and I can say, for me, it was very overwhelming. He was a friend of Alexis's, no surprise. Um, so, it, it, it was a little overwhelming for those that uh, that aren't around it. But... For you, this is this is this this is a part of your day to day life. For me, it is, and I actually didn't mean to get into it. But about fourteen years ago, I had a boyfriend, and he was just, you know, a little bit naughty. Like it is in the bedroom sometimes, where he pulled my hair and he whacked my butt, and I thought, "Damn, this is great." <laughs> and then after that, I thought, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, we're breaking up, and I need that. I I need that in my life." So I went searching for it after that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say, I know Alexis, you and Alexis are both on two very different sides of this. Um, when you see films like, I, I shouldn't say very different sides, it's two sides of the same coin. Um, yeah. Alexis is the dominant partner. We've had her on the show before. She came on when we first talked about Fifty Shades of Grey and blasted it for about 30 minutes. And you're into the submissive side. Of BDSM. I am. What do you get out of the relationship? I'm going to ask both of you this. One, does it follow you all the way through your relationship or is it just reserved for the bedroom? And two, what do you get out of it? I'm going to start with you, Wendy. Well, initially for me, it was just in the bedroom. And when I partnered with the man I live with and that we've been together for four years and hopefully a whole, whole, whole lot more years, um, it became the way we live, and we're still partners. We still get things done in a partner way, so it's not like I'm 
submissive to him in a way that things don't get accomplished in life, you know. <laughs> but the thing that I like about it is in my day-to-day world, I lead workshops for women, I write books, I've owned companies, I build things. I'm busy. Now, Summer, you might know a little something about being busy. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Do you ever feel like, wouldn't it just be great to have a break? Wouldn't it be nice if you weren't in charge of every damn thing in your life? And that's, that's what why I ended up trying to date Alexis's friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I run the show in my world. I mean, I'm pretty much the boss everywhere in my world, and it's the one area where I get a break and somebody else gets to be in charge, and I don't have to think, and it's fantastic. But the thing, the thing that's different in the real world is what, how the SNM BDSM community works in the real world is exactly the opposite of those films which is consent is number one and it's the center of everything. And a sub would say, way before clothes come off, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, this is what, hmm, I don't know. I might like it, but if I don't, I'm going to tell you really quickly and you're going to stop. There's none of this force, there's none of this weirdness that happened in that film. And I'm going to agree with you there and we're definitely going to get more into that. It wasn't a but it wasn't a BDSM movie per se. It was about a broken man who wanted to get even with his mother. Yeah, yes, I'm kind of getting that. It. Like everyone's broken who's in that world. We're not broken. I, I right. just think, you know, you're kinky. I spent enough time to know Alexis is pretty fucked up, but it has nothing to do with her sex life. <laughs> um, Thank you, Summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alexis, why do you do this and what do you get out of it? I do it because I love the control. I love the power. I love being basically the goddess, Um, not just in the bedroom, but in the relationship. And I find it very fulfilling. I've seen you with boyfriends. You worry about them eating. You worry about how they dress. I mean, you really take control of your relationships. Yes. But that's, Part of a big part of it is I like to make sure that people are okay, not just in my relationships as, you know, with the guys I'm dating, but I, as you know, with my friends, I'm very much, are you okay? I need to take care of this. I need to take care of you. But that's um, kind of part of my personality. Yes, but you also lojacked my phone. So it goes a little further than that. Uh, you lojacked yeah, my mother's phone. But there are very phone. good reasons for this one. <laughs> <laughs> You, so, like I said, I'm not sure you're the best example here, but does it go into your relationship as well as your sex life? Yes, on many yeah. levels. And I have to agree with Wendy. It's also, I think that Pitchy Shades of Grey shines a very negative light on the BDSM community. Don't you think it brought it to the forefront? I mean, this is the most to the forefront that BDSM has been ever. Yes, I completely agree with that, but it's not in a positive light. I think that there are many ways that it could have been brought to the forefront, um, but Twilight fan fiction is not like the best way to go. I I am going to say, Wendy said her problem with it was, was consent. Your problem with it was a lack of aftercare. 
uh, why do you think, and I'm going to ask both of you ladies this, why do you think your respective issues with this film are so important? Wendy, can I start with you? Oh, me. Okay, great. So I think it's important because people are going to go into this from a play aspect and try it out, but they don't have the right information. It's about as real as saying, oh, you want to be a housewife? What a housewife looks like is watch Housewives of New York City. That's what it is to be a housewife. Wait, what? <laughs> God, I hope not. Right? Yeah, so I'm kind exactly of a pull on this. the same for us. I mean... It's exactly the same. What the messages are in these films are opposite of how it is in the real world, and it's dangerous because there is a lack of consent and there is a lack of aftercare and there's a lack of saying, yes, I want to do this. And instead, you know, at the end of that film, he says who he is and she freaks out and talks about how broken he is and how damaged she is. It's not about that. It's literally the opposite of that. So it's very damaging in that way. And you so, can see from Alexis's response that her problem with it was lack of aftercare. That talks yeah. to that speaks to what a good dom she is because she wants to make sure that her subs have a really good experience and that they're not hurt and damaged. Now, I'd like you guys, Alexis, uh, Wendy, can I get you guys together on this? First off, explain what a dom is, explain what a sub is, and then explain what aftercare is. Let's start there, because I'm Take getting away, some Alexis. great things off, <laughs> great things off um, Twitter right now. A dominant is basically somebody that is in either control of the relationship, of the sexual aspect, and or both. It, they're the ones that are... Basically, that's what it is, in control of the situation of um, either one portion of the relationship or all of it. Okay, and then a submissive? Wendy? A a submissive is someone who (laughs) will submit to the acts happening in sex and play. When we say submit, it's like I said, it's all been hashed out in advance in conversation. This is, what, this is what we want to try. This is what I'm excited about. This is what I don't know about. This is what you should never do, right? And so we submit, but it's a bit of a role play. We, we do fully submit, but we're submitting to something we've already said yes to, that we've already asked yeah. for. Now, I, I, that makes sense to me. Um, I'm going to share. In, in my sex life, I'm very much a partner pleaser. What my partner wants, when they want, how they want. Boundaries, not a big thing for me. Um, also a reason I don't date, because that's an easy thing to take advantage of. But I'm, I'm very, very much a partner pleaser. And I see people in these, these relationships, these BDSM relationships, and I know if they have a personality like mine, that would be something... Um, that could very easily be taken advantage of because I would do anything, anyway, anyhow, if I care, if, if I love the person. How do you stop abuse from existing in those relationships? Well, you can't stop abuse from happening in a regular relationship if you're that way. Yeah. What I've noticed is my friends in this community, and, and I'm including myself in this, have really strong boundaries. And it's part of the cultural conversation in the BDS scene is consent and boundaries, being able to say no, being able to speak up, being able to say, this is not my thing. And even in a situation where maybe, especially when you're in a sexual situation, people, 
and I'll say women, but people tend to lose their voice when they get scared or nervous or they're not sure or they're swept up in that wave of eroticness. So if they're uncertain, there's tapping. I could tap his hand or tap his shoulder, and that gives us access to weight. And you can already, like I said, Alexis could, could already speak to this. You can hear how much she wants to make sure everybody's okay. So if someone is with Alexis and they tap her on the shoulder, you bet she's going to stop whatever she's doing and check to make sure everything yep. is copacetic. Um, we have a write-in from Angie online. Uh, if you're into BDSM, do you have a lot of sex? I'm going to answer this. Uh, Angie, I, I don't know. It depends how much sex you have and whether you like BDSM. One, nobody's sex life is any of your business. They're sharing here. Two, there is no such thing as oversexed. Three, shut the fuck up. Okay, Paul? <laughs> yes, we have one. There's um, definitely a thing that's not in, <laughs> in not sex, though. I have to point this out. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to ask you, Paul, uh, you've worked in the porn industry. Yeah, occasionally, yes. Um, there's a big distinction in the porn industry between what's called, uh, you know, between between standard sex and BDSM sex. Yeah, normally there's a pay upgrade. Okay, there's a pay upgrade. Why do you think, from from your perspective, that this is so taboo? In what way? In the, uh, why is uh, why is there a higher pay, uh, pay point for uh, doing the weirder stuff? Why do you consider it weirder stuff? That's kind of what I'm asking. Why do you think socially it's considered stranger stuff? Uh, it's just a smaller market. That's all. Whatever's like around from the norm, people will tend to call it kind of weird. And you know, I and it's obviously uh, I just because I can't relate to it doesn't necessarily make it weird. It just means I think it's weird. And that's fair. Um, for you, ladies, do you find a stigma attached to this? I do, and I think that every single person on the planet is kinky. I mean, if what you're into is having sex with all the lights off in missionary position and nothing else for the rest of your life, that's really kinky. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, people like what they like. Some, some of us like our hair pulled. Some of us like a swat on the butt while we're doing dishes. Is that kink? If a man holds a woman down... Just very lightly, very gently, but kind of does that animalistic push thing. Is that kink? Where's the line? Anal sex? Um, is that the line? What's the line? Well, it, in, in pornography, it's when anyone is bound. Pardon, Paul? Oh, no, no. She said anal sex. I'm like, yeah, that's my line right there. That's it. You're not doing Okay. So we know Paul's line, what he's not doing. Um, yeah. But that's... But in, in pornography, it's portrayed as a very, very negative... Um, and socially, people are more accepting of it because of this really fucked up movie. But they're also starting to think that people who live this lifestyle are somehow damaged. How do you think that affects the community, and how does it affect um, both of you? Wendy, can we start with you? Yeah, I'm pretty out about it in my life because, you know, when you see me in the world, I'm in my late, late 40s. I look like someone's mother. I have long hair. I just look like, I just look like anybody. And I'm articulate. I have great boundaries. So I like speaking about it because I'm a normal person. I'm just a normal person. I don't look weird. I don't 
well, as I say, I don't dress all in black, but I do. <laughs> you know, and so so, so, so do I. I'm in film, so that's that's not like a sex thing. That's just that's, you know, yeah, that's just a city entertainment. Thing, right. <laughs> yeah. So and it's so, slimming. So we like to speak about it just because I want to bring the real people do this aspect to it, and there's nothing damaged and there's nothing wrong. Um, it affects my life because people think that. They're othering, like I said, they're othering a group of people who have sexual preferences that don't mean anything. Our sex lives and what we think is hot and where we got that idea in the first place, that doesn't have anything to do with us. That's, it's DNA, it's experiences, it's growth. We didn't pick it. It just happens. I like um, that. We have about four minutes I to don't close. Have to judge. Okay. Pardon, Paul? No, I just said try telling that to a judge. Try telling that to a judge. Um, I, I don't want to know what you've had to do to see a judge, but I'm going to say, uh, Paul, what is your wrap-up on this movie? Should people bother seeing it? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. It's not a PDS movie. It's, a, it's two very damaged individuals trying to find... Love and stickiness. Uh, okay, so not a BDSM movie, and don't go see it. That's our review on Fifty Shades of Grey. It sucks. Um, ladies, what would you like to say? I'm going to give you about a minute each just to tell people what it really is because we only have about two minutes left. Wendy? Well, I just want to speak to my life because I do live in it 24-7 with my partner, Dave, and what that looks like for us when he's in charge in our lives. Oh, my God. God, what a relief. When we're going out somewhere like to dinner, he, I'll pick the restaurant, but if it's somewhere new, he knows where we're going. He knows what time we have to leave. When we walk out of the door, he has my arm. He walks on the outside of the street like a chivalrous man. He pulls out my chair. He makes sure we get there safely. We both decide on what we're going to eat. Awesome. If he orders or I order, doesn't matter. So it, it's not like he's controlling and pushing me around and controlling I'm actually just continuing to get this loving, amazing, in charge, but not, not disenfranchising me experience. And it's pretty phenomenal. I like it. I like that. Alexis? I think, like I've said in the past, I, this is a lifestyle, but it's also just living. And if you're going to try any of playing with toys or being in this type of relationship, do your research because you can seriously hurt somebody if you're trying to be a dominant. There's, it's not just jumping in and, hey, I'm going to do this today. It, you get to know not only your partner but get to know the lifestyle and understand that submissives have a great deal of power and say in everything they do and consent is a big thing, so get it. I'm going to say as a woman, consent's a big thing. Guys, we've reached the end of the show. If you get a chance, pick up a copy of Wendy Newman's book, 121 First Dates. Spoiler alert, guy at the end she ends up with, she's still with. He's fantastic. We love him. Um, I want to say thank you very much to my assistant, Alexis, who I constantly drag on to bring out her business in public. She's really a very good sport. Thank you very much to my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. And I do want to say, write in and tell me your stories about BDSM on Twitter. Do not send photos. I'm not doing that again. Whoever sends me the best story gets a free ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. 
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.